Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. I know. Are you so, so excited? excited for coaching? Okay. okay. Have you guys read or had the chance to watch our feel it Friday message in your email yet today? If yes. you haven't seen that, it might've gone into your promotions folder, <laughs> but, um, you can go digging for that, or you can search Emily Gibson and it'll come up. If you're on our email list, if you're not on our email list yet, just go to emilygibsoncoaching.com and click on watch additional live spots. And when you click there, you just click any day, any time, enter in your information. You're not committing to that day or time. It's just a way that the program that I use collects your email. So that's how you put your email in. And then every Monday I send you the schedule of the calls. And then every Friday I send you a short seven to eight minute teaching video called feel it Friday. Today's was all about boundaries and what they are, why we need them and how to make them. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that yet, hopefully you can do that this weekend at some time. And we are just going to dive right into coaching today. Teresa, you are first. <laughs> okay. What can I'm I help so you excited. with? So, I mean, I yesterday's pretty much nailed a lot of my thoughts. So today I thought, why would just... I don't know. Like, I just thought, well, I'll just let Emily see what she can get. Perfect. What <laughs> is like the biggest problem in your business right now? Um, I don't know what the girl's name was yesterday. Uh, so I ranked gold. Uh-huh. And it, the momentum was amazing. Like I was fired up. That's just my person. Wait, or that's just who I am. But let me back up because so my upline is Nicole Gall. I'm sure you know who she is. You partied with her in Mexico. I get it. But so I was her very first person that she thought of like, this girl can do it. This is going to be the girl that's going to take it to the top. She's going to do, she's going to run the business. Because Nicole worked for me um, at a gift shop in Lincoln, Nebraska. But anyway, so I am that kind of person. Like I am a seller. I can sell anything to anybody. But I'm a more personable person. Like I'm a one-on-one -on -one person, not a social media person. I have transitioned to the social media part, but that's kind of difficult for me. Anyways, that being said, um, so I ranked gold, had it, and that was, God, makes me sick to think that was a year ago, but, um, and then I lost it. Well, I shouldn't say I lost it. I kept it going for a while, 
but I felt like I could not get anybody to see the vision. Like I would think people saw the vision. I had three people go silver, but I had to do all the work for them. But it also goes back to, that's just my personality. I'm going to do it all for everybody. That's my problem at home. I do everything. I'm a, I'm all in or I'm all out. So if I'm going to do everything, um, then I'm all in. I'm just going to do it. And if I can't do it all, then I'm not going to do it at all. And that's where I am with the business. So I've kind of gone back and forth since October. I get fired up. I get going. And then I lose it. I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't contact this person enough times and they just fell off the wagon. Well, I'm sorry I didn't babysit you enough. I And I lost them. So then when, which I have it set up that way, you know, they send you the text messages, so-and-so, whatever, which I probably should just turn it off because it literally makes my gut just can't deal with it. And I'm just like, oh, there's another one gone. Oh, I knew I should have contacted her. I mean, I do the whole, I do the whole follow-up. I do all of that. Like I am a, I almost probably babysit them too much. That's my problem. You know what I mean? Like I, I am a, let me just do it all for you. Let me just make your whole life easy. And then I'm like, okay, well, when you get so many people under you, you're kind of like, I can't keep doing that. Like it's overwhelming because not to like keep going on and on about the whole backstory of my life. But so I have, I just, I was telling my husband yesterday, I was like, okay, I have to tell her this. Like she has to understand the gist of me. So I have a daughter. She's 25 years old. She just turned 25. I have a son that's three. He's an amazing little creature. Love him. But I love being a mom. It's my most favorite thing. But I had my daughter at 17. Did I get to enjoy her? No. Never wanted more kids after her because of that fact. And I never wanted to put another kid through what she went through, like not having your dad around all that jazz. So I just didn't want more kids. Well, then this little miracle comes into the picture and I'm like, I get it. I love it. It's amazing. So um, I started a stay-at-home job November of last year. And I was like, great. Yeah, I can keep him home with me. I was like, I can do plexus. I can do that. It'll be great. Okay, well, that's just too much. Like, I just, and then to try to keep a house going and keep your husband happy, which he's the most low maintenance person on earth. Like, it's not that. It's all in my head. I know that. It's in my head. So my problem is, like, I have, right now, I have to keep my full-time job going, which is from home. For the money. But then I'm like, I see the vision of Plexus. Like, it's not that I've ever lost the vision. It's all in my head. It's all my thoughts. It's all my emotions. I get it. But then I'm like, okay, well, I miss so much of my daughter's life. I have vowed and will not miss it of his. I won't. 
So I'm like, well, where do you find the balance? That's my problem. It's the balance. It's the balance. And I, I know how to do the business. I get it. But I feel like, and I'm one of those people, like I need to have like time. Like I need to say, okay, I want to shut everything off. Nobody bother me. If I can't have it that way, I can't do it. Well, and I think all the things that you're telling me, right? Whenever we describe our, you're probably thinking you're a loon. I get it. No, no, no. Whenever (laughs) we, whenever we describe ourselves to other people, we think we're giving them a bunch of facts about ourselves, but really what we're giving them are the things we think about ourselves. And they're all just thoughts, right? It's just what our brain does Mm -hmm. and how we think about ourselves. And I think your most dangerous thought that you have out of all of them is I'm all in or all out. It is. It's the worst thought. And it it interrelates to all the other thoughts that you gave me, right? And when you think, like, when's the last time that you remember thinking I'm all in or I'm all out? Mm, Yesterday. Every day, What happened when you thought it? What were you thinking that about? I was explaining to my husband, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get back in it. I'm going, I'm going to get back in. I've lost so many people. I'm going to get back in and I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But what made you, what made you think that? Like what happened to trigger you to be like, I'm going to get my butt back in. Um, well, I've, I've had that in the back of my head for a long time. I mean, a while, but watching the coaching yesterday, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just, I'm all in like the, I can't think where her name was. Uh, It was Tricia. There you go. When did you think I'm all in or all out though? Cause I heard you just say I'm all in, but I'm really, I want to get really curious about when you're thinking I'm all in or I'm all out. I, I was all in yesterday. Like and you're, I told and you're you, out today. I haven't done anything. So of course I'm out. Why not? Why have I not done anything or yeah. why am I out? Why are, why haven't you done anything today? And why are you out today? Um, I mean, to be honest, because I've had to work my other job. Okay. And And my other job is not a, what's the problem though? So what you had to work your other job. So what? Okay. Right. So what? So, so why haven't I done it? Did you have to work your other job yesterday? Yes. But you were all in yesterday. I was all in yesterday afternoon, like after I was done working, Mm -hmm. after I watched the call or the live, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I have a plan. I I've got a plan in place. Here's what I'm going to do. I was all in. What was your plan? (laughs) I'm going to do, I'm going to go. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to how I felt last October. I'm just going to do it's going to be my main focus. I told my husband, I said, it's, you just are going to have to raise cannon because I'm all in. But your, but your, but your brain is also offering you this thought. I missed so much of my daughter's life and I won't miss cannon's life. 
Right. So why would you tell your husband that he's just going to have to raise cannon? Um, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not justification. Maybe that is the word. It's to justify what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I'm justifying that his dad is present in his life. And so I don't have to worry about him. It's a justification. So now I'm going to. do just do the business. That's all I'm going to do. And your brain is saying, if you do the business, you have no time to raise your son. Yes. That's what my brain says. Yes, you're right. And what else? And my brain also says, my brain also says I have, this is going to sound bad. And geez, I don't. Well, the good news is I'm always unbiased. So I know, but I clear space I, for you. So I'm never judging you. We're not judging you. We're all just so grateful that someone's actually being honest about what they're thinking. So you just speak freely here. So I feel, or I know, I know what I do. I know what I bring to a relationship. I know, I know, I know me. I know my problems. Do I know how to fix them? No, that's why we're here. But So when I tell my husband, okay, you have got to be, you have got to raise Cannon. When I say that, I mean, you have to do everything I do. I'm not going to do it anymore, but I'm such a control freak and such a, what are all those things? What are all what things? What are all the things that he's going to do that you do? Oh my gosh. Bathe him, get his dinner, be at his little beck and call because that's what I do. I mean, he hollers, I jump. I know that's terrible, but um, be the one to turn on TV. Just everything he needs, like bath, food, playtime, all of it. He has to do it all. Like, just consider me gone. Like, I'm not even in the picture. That was was your decision yesterday. You're like, okay, I'm all in. I'm going to be all in this time and I'm going to leave everything else behind. Yes, but wait, let me back up because I said to him, I said, because our whole goal is, and I probably am going about this the wrong way, but our whole goal is I don't want him to work. I just kind of like your whole story. I love your story, but that's my goal and it can be done. It's, I'm, I, I know it can be done. I've seen it done. So I said to him, okay, I don't want to be like you did. Like, um, what did you say? I don't remember something about like, when you started out, you were, that's all you did. Like you were ate up with it. You didn't make time to eat and make time for that. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't, my brain cannot do that. Like I cannot say, okay, my husband's going to work. I have my kid at home, but I know that I'm all in with the business. I know I have to work my other job, which that's fine. That's easy. But I cannot shut my brain off and say, okay, is it really a big deal? There's four loads of laundry. No, it's really not a big deal. It eats at me. Is it a big deal that all this needs to be done? 
My point being that I would rather my husband just be home. Let's just bite the bullet, have no money. We're just going to cut that income out and I'm going to work my other job and I'm going to do Plexus full time until Plexus takes over my other job. And you are going to raise cannon. What's so interesting here is that your brain is telling you so many lies and it's putting all these boundaries (laughs) and you're totally believing it, right? Because what's really going on here is you're like, Okay. I know like your prefrontal cortex is like, I want my husband home and I want him home like enough that like we could even go without money. Cause I want him home that badly that like we could go without money so he could be here. Right. And then your brain's like, okay, but we have to like white knuckle grip it with our son because we totally screwed up our daughter, which is just a thought. Yeah. Thing to have about that experience when you were 17. And I don't know how old you are now, but she's 25. 42. So I'm I'm 40. You're 42 now. And your, Mm -hmm. your, your brain is like, and you're going to be 17 again and totally make the same mistakes with your son. Yeah. Is that true? Make the same mistakes with my son. Are you going to mother your son? Like you mothered when you were 17. No. Okay. But your brain is not even you. Your brain is telling you that there's just going to be a repeat again. That's what I see you doing to yourself right now. You're like, yeah. And so I'm going to control husband and, and tell him that he has to do all the things that I'm going to do. And as long as he does all that, then I don't have to feel guilty about going all in. And what I want you to see is that you don't have to feel guilty either way. I do feel guilty though. Like, how do I right. make, like, yes. Like right. I feel so guilty. Like, and then I feel guilty. Like, and what makes you feel guilty? What, like, what makes you feel most guilty when you're like, oh, guilty. I feel guilty. When's the last time you felt guilty? What were you thinking? Or what happened? Nothing because I have complete control. Like, like I do everything. Why are you right feeling now. guilty right now? Are you feeling guilty right now? Yeah, because my brain's right. thinking, okay, if I really take the step to do it, then that's when all those factors play in. What factors? If I really, if I take this step, then what? What happens? Then I've. I'm handing all, or mm, I'm giving all control, which I don't, it's not the fact of giving control. It's the fact of what am I going to miss out on with him, with Cannon? Like what? I don't want to miss anything. And I don't miss anything right now because he's with me every day. I did send him to my mom's today because, oh, this life would have been a hot mess. But so, um, <laughs> if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. Is that an accurate yes. thought of what's going yes. on? And then yes. you feel guilty from that. Yes. All right. And so your, circumstance, <coughs> your, cir- <coughs> your circumstance, your circumstance, I'm so over the smoke and the coughing and telling you that I'm coughing because of the smoke. Well, I've been sick for, I don't even know. <sighs> it's fine. I'm over it. I'm over it too. I cough like all night. That's why I don't sleep. So many thoughts about it. Okay. Your circumstance is canon. Mm -hmm. Canon is three. 
right? Canon is three years old. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. Yes. And you feel guilty. Yes. But hold on. I have to say one more thing. Okay. So also, okay. So yes, that is my main issue because clearly my husband's a grown individual and he is behind me 100%. He knows kind of like the girl yesterday, like her husband knows you have it in you, just do it. And he's fine with that. It's not like, oh, I can't take care of Canon. It's none of that. It's all in my head. And I know that about that part. But I have also um, made my, this is going to sound kind of weird, but made my husband what he is right now. I molded him to be the individual he is right now. When I say that. We can control people. No, I can't control him, but I do everything for him. Mm-hmm. Like he'll tell you, I haven't done laundry in five years. I don't even know if he'd know how to start the washer. He doesn't know how to start the dishwasher. I like he's not back. a stupid person, but I have literally done every single thing for him for five years. And when so to you try to let that go is very hard. Well, unless it's not. Right. Unless it's not. I I I tried that. I want to pick apart this feeling of guilt. Okay. First, because I really think it's probably the main cause of all of this for you. Right. I agree. I think the guilt falls in. When you're feeling guilty, mm -hmm. some of the things that I hear you say you do are tell husband exactly what to do mm-hmm. for canon mm-hmm. and then um catastrophize mm-hmm. uh what will happen to canon if all things are not done that way that you've told husband. <laughs> yes. Uh, in your mind, you're thinking about uh, weighing options to balance your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're trying to figure out how to get your, your, your considering, um, this is all going on in your head, right? Considering a uh, husband quitting job. Mm-hmm. So he can be here to do the things that you want him to do. Right. Also, I can focus. All of my time and energy on plexus. That's the whole reason I want it. Right. But when you're feeling guilty and you're doing all these things, what are you not doing? Oh, geez. Do you really want the list? Tons of things. So now why? That's when you're feeling guilty. I want to know when you're feeling guilty, what you're doing in that emotion and what you're not doing. 
Okay. So what I don't do is I don't do anything with flexes. Okay. Just like so the avoid yesterday. working mm-hmm. network marketing business. Mm-hmm. What does that That's mean? It. What does that mean? You don't send messages. You don't do a post. Don't do anything. You don't- Nothing. Don't even look at my back office. I looked today before I got on the call and about threw up, but it's fine. Okay. It'll all be fine. Anything else that you're not doing? You spending no. time with Canon when you're doing, when you're feeling guilty? Yes, I do. I, my whole, everything still goes on. Like I still, if I felt that way at three in the afternoon, okay, well, we're gonna do some laundry. We cook, we do whatever. I mean, my whole life goes on. The only thing I don't do is plexus. That's the only thing I shut out. I don't shut anything out, anything else out. Okay. And what comes from all of this? Like what result do you see here? My points are just dwindling. Hmm. Like I'm just losing people left and right. So you're missing out? Missing out on what? On the business or on with or with Canon? I mean, fill in the blank. I'm missing out is what I see showing up in your result line here. Yeah, I'm missing out on. Just I'm missing out. I'm missing out on having building the life that I know that we want us to have in the business that I want to have. That's what I'm missing missing out on the life I want. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. It's kind of interesting, right? Because (laughs) your circumstances, you know, Canon is three years old. You think if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out and I feel guilty. So then I, I try to outrun it in my action line. I'm like, nope, I don't want to feel guilty. So I'm just going to tell husband exactly what to do for Canon. And he's going to have to do all the things that I would do for him. Bath, feed him, books, whatever is the list, right? And then um, I'm going to weigh the options out in my mind of like balance my full-time job and my husband and considering him quitting his job so he can be here even more. Because if he's here then I don't have to feel as guilty because I know that Canon's getting all the things that I think he should have. Right. And then I avoid doing my network marketing business. I send no messages. I don't look at my back office. I'm not posting. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not recruiting. It's we didn't, you didn't say that, but I'm one. You're no, not, you're right. Anyone, you're right. right. Yeah, um, no, you're right. And, and, uh, Sometimes you might do laundry or go spend time with Canon, but really in the end, you're missing out on the life you want. Yes. And you you think that it's because you can't find balance between all the things that you quote unquote have to do, but really it's all coming from your thought if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Out. No, you're right. Why are you taking that thought? It's 
choosing the thought that if I take this step, I'm going to miss out. Mm -hmm. Do you see that you're choosing to think that? Well, I know that I do. Because one of the things that I see here as well is some victimizing of self. Mm-hmm. Right. Like poor me, I have to do these things and no, and it's okay. I didn't so get I don't to do it. them. I didn't get to do them when I had my daughter and like your, your prefrontal lobe understands it, but I see your lower brain doing it. Like I have to do this. Okay. So when you say I have to do this, like you're right. Look, um, you're and I right could be totally saying, wrong. I could be totally no, wrong right, in the right. observation. No, no, no. You're right on saying I have, and it's not a have to feeling. It's a, well, maybe it's have to and want to, but this is what I want to give Canon. This is what I want to give him. That was my whole goal. That's my, that's been my, I, it's almost like I'm not willing to even give anything up. No, I shouldn't say that. Let's dig in. Let's dig into this a little bit. What happens if Canon doesn't have the perfect parent? He'll be fine. <laughs> it doesn't seem like your brain thinks that though. I don't think it, your does, brain it doesn't. Because what I'm happens not- if Canon doesn't get all the things done that you want done for him every day. Like, what is your brain worried about happening? Um, okay. I'm just going to give you an example. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm a big person of, I don't care if you're one, 10, 12, I don't care how old you are. You have to take a shower, a bath, something every night. And what happens if you don't? Okay. Well, my personal experience is, do I feel like I sleep as good? No. I feel yucky. I just. So what? That's, (laughs) that's what I have tried. So what? So what if he doesn't? Yeah. What if he doesn't sleep good? Okay. Well, then he's going to be a little not so happy can in the next day. And is it your job to make him happy? Mm, Yes. Why? Because I'm his mom. Can you make him feel happy? Um, Right now at three? Sure I can. What's the only thing that can... Make Canon feel happy. The only thing? What creates emotion inside of Canon? I mean, there's a lot of things. Just his thoughts. Just like you. (laughs) You're right. And at the end of the day, when he doesn't take a bath, if he doesn't take one, Cause we swam in the pool or whatever and he didn't get a bath. Okay, great. He's still fine. It's my brain. I get it. I get it. And your but brain's like, yeah, one day we can skip a bath, but like we have to take a bath every day. Or what does that mean about you as a mom? 
it's not even. I want, I want, I want to see what you, what your brain thinks about this. Okay. Say it again. If he doesn't get a bath every day, what does that mean about you as a mom? Like, I feel like, okay, so I just missed a step that day. Like, I failed him. Like, he would sleep so much better if I gave him a bath. So I didn't do that. Sure, he slept fine, but. And he has to have perfect sleep? If I could make it that way. Could he? I feel like he should, but at the end of the day, us grown adults don't have perfect sleep and we still function. Mm -hmm. So why does he need perfect sleep? Um, So he won't be grumpy the next day. Why is, why does he need to not be grumpy? (laughs) Exactly. Cause we're grumpy. Um, like what would be, so what, what's wrong about him being grumpy? Nothing. Is it, but like, Other than what is your brain? Why is your brain avoiding it though? Right? You're okay. like, you have to get perfect sleep, or he's gonna be grumpy in the morning, and that means something's gone wrong. Okay, my brain says then I'm gonna be stressed out all day. I'm trying to work. I have him running around. If he's grumpy, if he's tired, he's crying, he's whiny. Um, if he's like, Mama, I want to watch Monster Jams, but I don't turn on the right one or pick the right one, then it's a whole fiasco. So it's kind of interesting because what you just pointed out is that you're actually sort of buffering a little bit. You're like, if I can control all these situations, Mm -hmm. then I can avoid feeling negative emotion tomorrow with my son. I feel that in every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And and here's what's true. Life is 50-50. 100% of the time. So and 50% I, of the time you're going to be an awesome mom and the other 50% you're probably going to suck. <laughs> like I tell yeah. my kids this all the time, right? Like my daughter, she came up to me right before we left for Mexico. I was not able to be here very much. I had planned a a retreat for my team mm-hmm. and I had planned 5 days in between that retreat and Mexico to be a hundred percent, the most present, amazing mom. So I didn't have to feel guilty leaving for nine days to Mexico. And guess what God did? He asked me to serve a friend who was dying in the ICU for five days. I saw that. And for five days, I literally didn't see my kids for three weeks. And right before I left for Mexico, my daughter was like, you are the worst mom. You haven't even been here. And I said, yep, I sometimes am not the best mom, but like 50% of the time I'm the best mom. And this is the 50% where you just don't like me as a mom today. Now I'm just the world's okayest mom today, I guess. I get that. And honestly, what I probably should have told you from the get-go and what we should have been coached on is the issues I do have with my daughter, because what you just said is what, 
like she can't let anything go of anything I did wrong raising her. If like, it's your, it was your job to give her a perfect childhood, right? That's what she thinks. Yes. But that's what you think too. I didn't think that at the time. No. Right. But that's what your brain. And, and this is the beautiful thing about coaching. It doesn't matter what thought we pick all roads lead to Rome. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. coached you on this exactly what you needed. What we just talked about is applying it to your daughter and all those things. It, it's all the same thing, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the lies that you are allowing yourself to think and believe that we need to start challenging. Because when you have this thought, if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. The result is I'm missing out on the life I want. You're already missing out. That's already happening. Right. So I'm missing out you now. Believing like- that you're not missing out right now is a lie. You're already missing out. Right. And we're like, one of the things that I believe is like, I'm always missing out on something, but I'm experiencing something else mm-hmm. in its place. Mm-hmm. So when you think this thought, if I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. What I would challenge yourself to think is, but what am I going to experience instead? Like, get really curious about it. Be like, like, am I missing out? Like, what would I miss out on? And list it all out. Like, what are the things that you're going to miss out on? Bathing, reading, all those things? Yeah. Yeah. Because the only time of day to work is during bath time, reading and all that. See, that's my other issue. Are we going to be forever? That's what I told my husband yesterday. I said, it's not going to be forever. But your brain is like, but if we do this now, it's going to totally ruin his childhood. And I was, and these words did not come out of your mouth, but I think your brain believes this. I was not a good mom before, and I won't let that happen again. No. Yeah, you're right. No, you're exactly right. I said those exact words to my husband. So I also feel like, um, so the only way is through, there's no around, right? It's challenging these thoughts about yourself. Go back and, and think, was I not a good mom to my daughter? No, I mean, of course I made. But let's, like, um, what if, what if you were a bad mom to your daughter? I don't, what do you, if I was a bad mom to her? Like, I'm just picking, I'm picking here <laughs> because I want to challenge your belief on this. Like, let's okay. just go to worst case scenario. What if, if I was a what bad if you, mom? What if you weren't, what if you were not a good mom to her? So it's. So at 17, if I chose different decisions than I made, I mean, I did, I we can't like go I back. The we can't go back and change it. Right. 
No, you now go back and change it, and it's not useful to sit and be like, "Oh, I should have done it another way." Oh, like, that's I just, just love you, Emily. That's my whole thing with people. Like, I cannot change what I did. You can't. So, but like okay, in so- your brain, what you're doing with your daughter, or what I see at least, is you're like defending yourself to her. I feel like I have to because why it is constant because she constantly brings stuff up. What if you were not a good mom to her in the way she needed? She would, I don't, if I was not a good mom. Yeah. Like, let's just like go there. Let's just like go there. Worst case scenario. What if daughter's happened to her? Like, is that what you're meaning? What? Are you meaning like if I was not a good mom, what would have happened to her? No, like, let's just like go there and be like, my daughter is telling me that I was not a good mom to her. And what if she's Mm -hmm. right? What does that mean about me if she was right? Oh, Oh, I see where you're going. I get it. Because that's how I feel every day. Like if something comes up, I can't change it. Right. I can't. So but your you just brain is like, forward. your brain's like, why don't you just get over this daughter? Like I can't That's go back and I change feel. it. So like, then I get mad. But you're then not I'm giving mad. compassion to yourself, but you're expecting it from her. No, I'm not expecting compassion from her. <laughs> I don't want compassion. I want, she wants compassion from me and I want her to get over it. I can't change it. I can't move past it. I mean, so I can she, she should just, you cannot move past it. She should just just get over it. Yes. Why? What am I supposed to do? Your brain's telling you like you have to fix it, right? No, I can't fix it. Right. It makes it. My brain does not tell me, okay, Teresa, you have to fix it. Okay, Teresa, go buy her this. Go do something to make her feel better. No, my brain does not tell me that. It might've told me that a long, a while back. Right now, it makes me infuriated. What if you just like grabbed this thought of like, I want her to feel however she wants to feel for as long as she wants to feel it, no matter how uncomfortable it makes me. It doesn't make me uncomfortable though. Then why does she have to get over it? Because I'm tired of hearing about it. Because you don't want the emotion that right, comes because from the no thoughts process. when you listen to her talk about it. Right. It's not it. I don't feel like it's when she talks. Right. I don't want to be mad. You're right. I don't want the emotion of mad because there's, there's not a fix. There's not a fix to the problem. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like you can come at me and you can say all of these bad things I did or that you thought were bad. And here's how I felt. Okay, well, Brittany, I can't change that. I can't go back and redo your childhood. So what do you want me to do? That's how I feel. What do you want me to do? What do you do? What's the answer to that? I get mad and I'm just, and then I end up saying something that's mean to her and she gets mad and then it's, we don't talk for a couple hours. You (laughs) You don't have the relationship that you want with her, right? Not at that time, no. And and probably in your R line, if we put it all in a model, would be I hurt me or I don't like me. Yes. Right. And whenever we have a negative in our result line, 
our brains are programmed to not like that. And so when you say, when you say, I don't like me, when you say that, I mean, I don't like my reaction to her. That's all it is. I don't like, I don't like how I I don't like how I'm showing up would be another way to say that. Yes, because I want it just to be, I want to be calm and, but what is there to say? How do you talk through it? You don't talk through it. Well, I mean, it we is, we have like 17 models that we're talking about here, which goes against like most effective coaching practices, but I'm just running with know, it so today. Sure. So it's okay. Right. Because I am a believer that my coaching doesn't have to be perfect for you to see something amazing in your life and seek change for the things that you want change from. Right. So I think that it's really important here for you to have awareness, all the black and white thinking that's happening. I'm all in or I'm all out. If, if I'm going to do my network marketing business, then my husband has to step in and give Canon the most perfect childhood because I already messed that up with my daughter. And now my relationship with her is not the way I want it to be. And I can't ever fix it. But again, that's a lie that your brain is offering to you right now. It's a thought error. You can fix, you can have a totally different relationship with your daughter. And it starts with your thoughts. It starts with what do I want to think about my relationship with her? Relationships are just the thoughts that we think about others in our minds. That's all a relationship is, right? So if you want to have compassion for your daughter, like you said you did, then allowing her to tell you her experience of her childhood and you being like, yeah, I totally sucked. But I, want, that. but I want you to know that I, I was doing all that out of love. And like, mm-hmm. I know that that's not the experience that you feel it created, but like, I was doing all those things because I cared so much about you. And I regret the situation that we were in. Like I do, I totally regret it. I wish I could change it, but I can't. And like, you get to be sad and upset about it your whole life if you want to be. And I'm so sorry. So that, okay. You just nailed it because that I was not going to ask you the question of what do I say to her, but because I kind of want to ask it, but it's you just said always it. I mean, honesty. Cause right now you're like pretending, right? You're no, like, just get over it. Is, Can't fix it. Let's move on. Okay. We've had that. We've also had what you just said. We yeah, had it. Right. But she wants a fix. She wants me. To fix it. Right. It may not be this one time conversation. It may the be the only person who can make her happy. Her. And that's why I told her I. Who's the only her. person that can make her. Canon happy. Canon. Make Canon. Just Canon. Mm-hmm. But here's this theme that your brain keeps offering to you, which mm-hmm. is it's my job to make my kids happy. Mm-hmm. already blew it with daughter. So now I have to make it right with son. Yeah. You're like right. Reckoning, but I promise you it's not going to work. No, it doesn't work. And I know it doesn't. And doesn't even work. if I could make it work, even if I could, even if I 
was able to be super mom, super wife, super woman, super everything. At the end of the day, there's going to be a time that you just can't keep going. Yeah. I mean, you're just, there's, there's never super mom or super anything. There's Mm -hmm. always just 50, 50, Mm -hmm. but in our brain, we're like, no, but like, if I was more like, if I worked less, if I didn't do plexus, if I didn't have a baby at 17, I would have been a hundred percent awesome all the time, which is a lie that your brain is serving to you on a platter. Now you're right. It's all going to be 50, 50 and say to your daughter, like <laughs> you could even say to her something like, yeah, I know. Like it's really like I I remember the all the 50% negative times too, but like there were some great times and there were some pretty awesome things that happened. Mm-hmm. And I would love to talk more about those things too. Right, right. Because I know that just like I'm a 50-50 mom now, I was a 50-50 mom then. And I'm sorry <laughs> for the things that hurt you. See, but she doesn't think that. She thinks okay. I get she gets to think whatever she wants to think. So how do you deal with it when she throws it in your face? Like Cannon got the best of you. Cannon gets all of you. Be like, what yeah, do you say? he might, he might have. <laughs> That's what I say, but I'm just he like, totally might have. And you know what? Like I am here to give you the best of me for the rest of my life too. Well, and I have a granddaughter that's five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a way better mom to my six-year-old than I was to my 13-year-old. And I am worse of a mom to my six-year-old than I was to my 13-year-old. What do you, oh, because it's 50-50? Yeah. (laughs) And if I apply it to my network marketing business, I literally just had this conversation with one of my leaders on my team a couple of hours ago. I said, oh my gosh. I wish that you could have like known me when I was really good at this back in the beginning. And I, and we kind of laughed and I was like, but you know what? Like there's pieces about me now that are Mm -hmm. so much better that like, you're getting a better version of me now because Mm -hmm. like five years ago, I would have been like pushing you and pressing you. Like I would have been all over you that you aren't like blowing up your team right now. Cause she has like all the, she has this other job that she has to pour into right now. Cause it's seasonal. And five years ago, I would have been like super in her face and like pushing her and, and being aggressive with her. But right now I'm like, mm-hmm. we'll pick back up in October. And, and there's <laughs> this, like, there's like this lie in my mind that is telling me that I have to challenge and run a model on today. It's literally, I put in my planner to run a model because I do a model once a day for myself. I always put a thought in a model every day. That's my practice, right? And the one that I'm going to run a model on is I was better when I was building. Do you think that I'm asking you the question? Yeah, I I totally think that I do. I think there's a part of me that believes that and it's not true. So I'm, I'm thinking what else is true? 
Well, I have way more experience now. I have the wisdom to know that it's not black and white, that it's not all mm-hmm. in or all out. That mm-hmm. sometimes me pulling back is what keeps them coming for more. Right. Right. That's what's also true. And that can apply to this whole situation with you and both of your kids and your marriage and your business. And so what I want you to do in closing is I want you to start questioning and being curious about this particular question, this particular thought. If I take this step, then I'm going to miss out. If I take. And the other one I want you to be curious about is I can't change the past. Oh, that's such a big one. And me. she just needs to get over it. Because in your mind, you're like, yep, and it's all a mess and I can't fix it. But the truth is, is that you can change your relationship with her right now moving forward. You can give her the best of you now. And I do do now, and I give Maddie, her daughter, the, I mean, I give her the best of me. And of course you are. And when she presses you on it, you can say, of course I am, because I am 25 years more experienced. (laughs) right? Like giving yourself compassion, genuine compassion and being like, and then honesty and being like, yep, Canon probably is getting the best of me, but so are you. I need to say that because I've never said that. I said, of course he is. I have told her that, but I've never said, but so are you. And she might say, no, I'm not. And you can be like, in your mind, you can say that's just a thought. Wouldn't recommend saying that to her face. I don't think that would build connection at all in this situation. But you can just really weird. You can just literally, you can just think, you know, like you can even say to her, I just want you to think whatever you want to think. And I'm here to tell you how much I love you. And I am giving you the best of who I am right now. And I, I love you. And then choosing this thought of, I want her to think whatever she wants to think for as long as she wants to think it. Even if it means she thinks I was not a good mom, because I might not have been. It's very possible I was not a good mom to her, but chances are I was probably just a 50-50 mom to her. It was a 50-50. Of course it was, as everything is 50-50. So I mean, I when was, your brain is telling you that you can't make the same mistake with Canon, you need to tell your brain to shut up. <laughs> be like, Maya. guess what? I'm going to be a 50-50 mom to Canon, just like I was a 50-50 mom to daughter. <laughs> and he's probably going to turn out to be 50-50 when he grows up. 50% like happy and 50% unhappy. Like all of us are. Exactly. Like we cannot all be happy at all times. I mean, that's just, and there is this lie in American culture that Mm -hmm. our children are entitled to a happy childhood and that it's our job to create it. 
<laughs> I get I it. want my I... kids to have a 50, 50 childhood because that's what is possible. That's what is life. And the... I am not responsible for making them happy. Only they are responsible for their own happiness. And one reason why a lot of people grow up and are unhappy is because they're looking for something or someone else to make them happy. Mm-hmm. We need to teach our kids. This is my belief that I need to teach my children that they are responsible for their own happiness mm-hmm. and that it's unrealistic to feel happy all the time. See, and I have to say that I am so grateful and so thankful that my husband is that special balance for me. He, I mean, of course he balances so many things for me. Like he is that person that, okay, when I go, when I'm on the rampage and like my brain is out of control, he's just like, all right, well, almost like you do like, okay, we, he doesn't go through the model of course, but he will be like, okay, well you just need to, I'm going to go take care of the situation and you're going to have time to calm down and then he'll bring it down a notch for me, you know, yeah, take me down a notch. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> But allowing yourself to let go of this standard of black and white thinking with all in and all out, right? Like what if you're like, I'm probably going to show up 50-50. Like what if you started believing that thought? What if you were like, probably going to do my plexus business 50-50, probably going to be a 50-50 mom, probably going to be a 50-50 worker in my other job, probably going to be a 50-50 wife. Mm -hmm. And that has been my problem feel... literally my whole life. And I've known that about me. I just don't, I've never known how to like change it. Like I'm either all in or yes. all out. I mean, right. If and I can't it, do it. I, and you know, it does go you back to want to keep believing that about yourself because I think you think it has served you really well, but is it possible that it has not served you as well as you think it has? Or is it possible that it's no longer serving you? to believe that you're right. I mean, you're exactly right. I just wrote down my other issue to do my next coaching call with you. Okay. Perfect. And you can put it in a model and work on it until then. Right. Like I have notebooks and notebooks like blank notebooks where I just have hundreds of models that I write out. And then when I go to get coached, I'm like, yep, that one I'm stuck on. So I want coaching on that model. Yeah. And then other times I come totally unprepared and I'm like, I'm a mess and I don't know why. And then I get coached on it and I'm like, Whoa, I had no idea that was going on. That's what's you never have to come prepared, but sometimes in between coaching, it can be useful to coach yourself so that you can think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I I also feel like I know you got to go, but I also feel like everybody that listens, if, okay, so you listen to one or you might listen to all of them, whatever, but. Well, I know my all in people don't, and my type A's, they're not missing a single call. I don't miss it. (laughs) That's just a thought. I might've missed the live, but I go back and watch the read. Keep going. So 
I feel like if, if you personally feel stuck, like your emotional mess or you're just whatever you feel, whatever you feel that day, if you would just stop and watch one of these, like your brain goes a thousand different ways and you're like, oh, heck, that's what's wrong with me. Okay, I got it. Let me write this down. Okay, I'm good now. Like it will literally take you from a spiraling out of control to, okay, I'm good. Also why I listen to one hour of coaching every day. So those for me, these are my self-care practices, right? I listen to one Mm -hmm. hour of coaching every day. I do one self-coaching model on myself every day. Mm-hmm. I try to write it down, but sometimes I don't like mm-hmm. when we were in Mexico, I didn't write it down. I just sat in bed and I was telling my husband, I was like, yep. So I'm going to put it in a model. And I list it all out and he goes, that's so cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and, and then I exercise and shower and shave my legs every day. And if I don't oh, do those do things, too. if I don't do those things, I, I can tell that I'm not taking care of myself. And they're all all totally free. Well, except I'm in a coaching program that I pay $49 a month for, but that's like minimal, right? Like it's it's literally, I would pay 10 times that because it is changed my life so much. Right. I know. I kind of feel like I'm waiting for the free ones to stop and I'm they gonna are like, going oh, to stop in October. I know. I'm like, when are they stopping? They are stopping in October at, on October 20th. You'll see me launch my program and it's going to be just like this, but there'll be some more enhancements and it's going to be amazing. And I hope that you all do it with us because this community is so special and I love it. I'll still have my podcast that will be free where I'll teach you things, not coaching others, but I'll be doing more like 20 minute lessons, mm-hmm. sort of like the feel it Friday, but I'll still have that. Uh, but then I'll have a private podcast for members where you can listen to coaching like this. So that's where that will go to, but you'll see all that in Oct on October 20th, I'll launch that. So mark your calendars for October 20th. That's when I'm launching the program. But until then, you just get to soak it all in like this. And then know that if you're not ready to enroll in the program on October 20th, that's totally fine because you can listen to the podcast beyond the rank. It's always going to be there. It's just going to be more of like me teaching you tricks and tips for anxiety or how to deal with your difficult mother-in-law or, uh, or how to deal with your difficult upline. (laughs) It'll be more network marketing focused. Um, but the, all of this will continue inside the member program. So you're going to love it. It's going to have so much value. You're going to like die. You'll be so excited. So it'll be awesome. Okay. I want to coach awesome. Patricia, but thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you. You were amazing. So much value. And I know <laughs> that we did like 75 models. We did fine. 75. Yeah, we it's did 75. And it I was all like good. We... It was all good. So I'm <laughs> going to coach so Patricia much. now, but thank right. you for your vulnerability, you. your honesty and willingness to be coached. Yes. It you just were amazing. adds so much value. Okay. Patricia, you're up. I don't know if you can, can you see it? I can't even see myself. Can you hear me? I can't me? see you yet. There you are. I can see you. Hi. Oh, there. I feel like every time I come, I'm like, 
I'm a mess. Fix me like you do. And then I, <laughs> and then I listen to everything. Like I just listened to Teresa and I'm like, okay, I'm good now. Like I'm racking my brain on what to, what to think about. I mean, if you could help me with my toothache, that would be great. But I'm just trying to think of like, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's going on with your tooth? Gosh. Well, one of the things about, cause I'm a cancer survivor is uh, when you get chemotherapy, it like weakens your bones. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when they get older, I know they say they save money because their teeth just start to can crack, break. Mm-hmm. So I went to the dentist and my teeth are loose. My molars are so it's, it's painful. Went so. to dentist. <laughs> and he said, he sent me to a specialist. He said, your teeth are loose. Yeah. They, yeah, they are. My like molars in the back of my mouth. what do you think about that? <sighs> I feel like my teeth have always given me problems. My teeth have always given me problems. Yeah. I had braces. I had crooked teeth and I fixed them, you know, the braces fixed them. And Okay. And what do you, how do you feel when you think my teeth have always given me problems? I think that I'm going to have to get like double diamond and plexus to afford my teeth. No, but like <laughs> what emotion do you feel when you think my teeth have always given me problems? Um, probably sad. And so then you start thinking about needing to go double diamond Cause it's going to cost a lot of money to take care of. I don't have insurance. Think about needing money and not having insurance. What else do you think about when you're uh, sad? Uh, help. Well, where'd you go? <gasps> She's off. She like disappeared. She'll come back. This happened last time. She'll be right back. You just wait. <clears throat> what is What's something that something that I have learned over the last several months as I've gone through the life coach school for my certification? I remember when I started, I always felt like I needed to get coached on big life things. And it was literally the only thing that I could ever think about to get coached on. And then my certification coach was talking about how trying to find things that seem really insignificant, like a toothache, for example, can make the biggest difference. And so I started looking for little insignificant things to be coached on. (laughs) And I was so surprised at how hard it was for me to find those things. And I remember one time where I realized, oh my gosh, I have a little thing to be coached on. That's not drama. I'm so excited. And I went to get coached on it and it really was awesome. But I Uh, I, the way that I started to try to find little things like a toothache to get coached on thinking they weren't significant enough. The more I've looked for little things, I've found a lot of value in coaching myself through those little things. Um, but I, I definitely, what I, the way that I do that is I, if I have like a little thought that I think is insignificant, I'll hurry and write it down. I just keep a notebook that's open in my main living room and I just run to the notebook and I write down the thought and I say, I'll do the model later. So anyway, Patricia, you said that when you're feeling sad, you're thinking about needing money and going double diamond. You're thinking about not having insurance. What other things do you do when you feel sad? 
when you think my teeth have always given me problems? Oh, I can't hear you because you're muted. Hold on. Let me see if I can unmute you. I asked to unmute you. There you go. Um, I think I, what is that word that you use? Buffering? <laughs> oh, catastrophize? With what? Like, because I'm like, oh, my husband's going to have to work more and we don't have, a, you know, it's going to like uh, take away from other bills and the world's going to end. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay. What else do you do when you're sad thinking about my teeth have always given me problems? I think I just kind of go on with life. Like, uh, like this morning I just grabbed Ambisole and took care of my dogs and like, I don't sit in the feeling of being sad. Right. Like, I know that you, you talk about that. You should do that. Like, I don't think. What are you not? So what are you not doing when you're sad? You're like, oh, I'll go buffer with my dog. Cause I don't want to feel sad. So I'll go spend time with my dog. I think I'll just do other things like, you know, take care of the house, clean. Okay. Like I made bre breakfast this morning. Well, and I don't and... think you're buffering with the dog. I think you're seeking comfort with the dog. Now that I look at that. So maybe you're buffering with laundry, cleaning the house make, or, make you know, vocals. cleaning house. Yeah. But, uh, comfort from dog comfort from dog. Um, and, and what's your result when you do all those things? Uh, I still feel bad. Well, it's interesting. That's how we know we're buffering. Yeah. Is when you have a net negative in your, in your result line. Yeah. Doesn't fix it. And when we resist feeling our emotions, specifically our negative emotions, what happens is, is they get bigger and yeah. worse, right? Like yeah. my little 50, yeah. 50 here, right? Like sad is over here. And then Comfort is over here, right? Comfort from dog, sad about teeth, right? Other things that might be here, peace or accomplishment from cleaning the house, right? Yeah. And over here, we probably a little bit of victimizing, I didn't hear you say it, but one of the things you talked about a little bit was like, this is just like, that, this is like what cancer patients go it through. It always happens to me. Like, you know, the word, when you say always, yeah, like I think that is part of the victimization. It totally. always happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and like being like, yep, like this is just happening to me, cancer patient. There's no stopping it. I have no control over it. And if I had more money, I could fix it. But I just, I don't have enough money. And my husband, he's going to have to work so much. And I'm catastrophizing it. And I'm going to have to go double diamond. And it's just, <laughs> it's just all a mess. Yeah. And then, you know, our result is 
a little bit. I'm the problem. Oh, I'm always, what is it? I what did I hear one time. Um, somebody said, you're the problem, but you're also the answer. Well, it's the best news ever, right? Because yeah. right now in your result line is I'm the problem, but it's coming from your thought and you have total control over your thoughts. Yeah. So Absolutely. yes, you're the problem, but you're also the answer I would agree with. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it's just, it's, it's, do you want to believe that your teeth have always given me problems? Like what else is true about your teeth? Let's talk about what else is true about your teeth. Have they helped you chew up food your whole life? I'm sorry. Have they helped you chew up food your whole life? Yeah, of course. Like every day, your whole life. Yes. So they haven't actually always given you problems. Sometimes they're an answer to your problems. Oh, yeah. A lot of the time, of course. Right? Yeah. So, But we're believing this lie that our brain is serving up to us that my teeth have always given me problems. Why? <coughs> like I said it's cat- catastrophizing. And once again, black and white. Well, and it, it's so interesting because... The, the dentist said, your teeth are loose and your brain's like, something's gone wrong. My well, teeth yeah, no, always yeah, give well, me problems. Like, sorry, sorry. I'm trying to grab my ear. You just get dentures? Could you just get dentures? I'm sorry. Could you just get dentures or false teeth? <laughs> I could. But see, I'm just offering, cause your brain right now is like, Yep. My teeth are loose. And like, what's the problem with your teeth being loose? You said, oh, it's going to cost so much money to fix it. What if you don't fix it? What happens? And they, they can fall out. Okay. And what's the problem with that? Then, um, if one starts to fall, then the others can fall out, right? So what? Why do you need teeth? What's the big deal? Uh, to eat. To I like teeth when I smile. Okay. They're cool. So your brain's like they're all gonna fall out, and we're not gonna have <laughs> enough money to fix it. But like, what else is true? Um, that they're not all gonna fall out. Well, what if they did? What would you do? Let's just say all the teeth fall out. What are you going to do? I'd probably get dentures or uh, what's okay. the, you know, the other thing. How are you going to pay for it? Uh, I'd probably need to get a loan. Okay. So get a loan. Mm-hmm. So what? What's wrong? Is there something wrong with that? It's, it's just a pain in the butt. Okay. It's a Not little inconvenience. Not ideal. What might you feel if you have to get a loan for dentures? I don't know. Trying to think. Like, I know, I guess if I was catastrophizing, like, oh, my goodness. Like, what emotion? Let's just, let's just picture it. You go to the loan place. You get a loan to get dentures. Yeah. (laughs) How are you going to feel? 
I don't know. I might be a little embarrassed because I'm still young, but you know, <laughs> sorry. So I'm like the so worst so case scenario is you might feel a little embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what? it's not the end of the world though. You know what I mean? So like your brain is telling you that it is, you're like, my teeth have always given me problems. Then that statement is not true. They haven't always given me problems. Yeah. You could talk back to your brain and you could be like, well, that's not true. Yeah. My teeth have helped me eat every day, my whole life. And they've like helped me answer a lot of problems too. So really my teeth haven't always given me problems and it's really not a problem if my teeth all fall out. I'm going to have to remember that. (laughs) Well, you could, you can question it. You can, this is what I would give you as an, as a homework, a little homework is why is it a problem if all my teeth fall out? Cause I have a friend who she like all of her, she was a gymnast and she knocked all of her teeth out and she has the most beautiful, perfect teeth. And I wish I had teeth like hers, but they're all fake. All of them. Yeah. They look so good all the time. They have like another level of white that I cannot achieve with my teeth. Yeah, The the implants are pretty awesome. Yes. Right. And so if you're like, Oh, like it it sounds like you might be coming back to the money thing with the teeth, right? Like that to me sounds like the biggest culprit when you're describing it. And so it's like, oh, but we don't have enough money. And then you can be like, how much money would we need? How could I make that money? I could get a loan. I don't want to feel embarrassed. I could start a GoFundMe. I could borrow money. I could get a job at the dental office and see if they'd let me work to pay my teeth off. There's literally thousands of ways to make money to pay for your teeth, but your brain is like, no, there's not enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and that's the. That's the black and white thinking. Well, not just that. Not living in abundance. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. What's the, what's the opposite of abundance? Scarcity. Scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the scarcity (coughs) is coming up in my teeth have always given me problems too. Yeah. 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 And that that comes from growing up. That's always something that I'm trying to, how I have to work through that, you know, think of abundance, work towards abundance, believe in abundance. So. And what would you need to do to do that? Right. Like let's work on it right now. That's what I'll challenge myself to do. I'm like, Oh, I struggle with scarcity still. That's so dumb. Why do I do that? And then I'm like, have compassion with myself. Be like, Oh, because like, it makes sense. I would struggle with scarcity. I got married when I was 21 and my parents were like, you're, you're done. Enjoy. Go (laughs) fend for yourself. And my brain was like, Oh no, we can't do this. But yet we've always been able to do it. It's never been a problem. 
Yeah, it, it's it, I agree. It's hard. Like, like, how did you we get were, through chemotherapy with no health insurance? Oh no, I had health insurance at the time. Okay, but it's it's dental. It's it's. Oh no, dental. Okay, I see. I see. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I mean, no I you could ask the dentist what sort of insurance plan do you have? Like, my dentist has an in-office insurance plan for people without dental insurance. Oh, yeah, and then they have care credit too, definitely. Like, so. Does he have that? If not, who does? Maybe you need to switch dentists. But in your mind, you're like, my teeth have always given me problems. And then you go down this rabbit hole of feeling sad, thinking about needing money and not having insurance, catastrophizing husband, working more, buffering with laundry, cleaning the house, comforting with the dog. And the result is I'm the problem. I'm the answer and the problem. <laughs> well, but the thought you could believe is just I'm the answer. Yeah. I need to get out. You're right. I am the answer. Or it's possible that I could be the answer. Isn't it? And sorry, I'm writing down while I'm talking to you. My computer went wonky, so I'm on the phone. I'm like holding oh, the okay. phone and <laughs> and writing. It's okay. I'm writing down, is it possible that I could be the answer? Yeah. What does your brain say to that? Uh, it's excited. Oh. My my eyes are watering. <laughs> You're excited. What thought did you have that made you feel excited? Um, that that I can that I can do something about it. Yeah. It feels empowering. See, you're taking all your power back right now. You're giving it all away to your teeth. You're like, yep. There's all my power to my teeth and all the problems they've ever given me. But you're taking all your power back right now when you're like, is it possible that I could be the answer? Yeah. See, even with that thought too, because I can't even go straight into I'm the answer. Right. If I could. You know, it's like a believing just with the, a mustard seed, maybe kind of sort of I could possibly be the answer. Yeah, that's what we call a bridge thought. Yeah, It helps us get from one belief toward the other. Because the brain is super smart and it knows oh, yeah. when you're lying to it. <laughs> you're right. You don't Sorry, always buddy. know when it's lying to you because it's so smart and sneaky but it always knows when you're lying. So if you tell yourself, I'm the answer, your brain's going to be like, yeah, right. I'm the problem. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> but that's why I like the statement. Is it possible that I could be the answer? And the answer is that and the answer to that is yes. It's a possibility that I could be the answer. Yeah. yeah. And how? What would that look like? If if it's possible that you could be the answer, what would that look like? Well, I I remember listening to Tony Robbins one time. He was talking about a uh, that people don't 
um, you know, people, it's not for the lack of thought or whatever, it's lack of resources. So I can be resourceful. How so? Uh, just like you were saying, there's, there's a ton of different ways, you know, I can go and find out if there's a payment option or if there's, you know, credit or I don't have to be embarrassed that I need to go take care of it. Yeah. Um, and you can have compassion and be like, yeah, like I've been through a lot and I had chemotherapy yeah. and so all my teeth are falling out. <laughs> yeah, and I if there's one that thing that I know about healthcare professionals is like they genuinely want to help you. Yeah. And they don't even care when they get their money most of the time. Like Sean's a physical therapist, right? And he still hasn't been paid on patients from like five years ago that are held up in court. And he's like, but it was so cool to like watch them get better. <laughs> like they're walking That's around cool. because I helped them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they genuinely want to help you find a way. So they're going to get creative. And I guarantee you're not the first person who hasn't had enough money oh, yeah. to pay for dentures. <laughs> yeah. You're not the first person who's been embarrassed about it. You're not the first person that's come to them needing a creative way to pay for this without dental insurance. I know very few people that even have dental insurance. So it's probably a super yeah. common thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so especially giving yourself. Like, sorry, especially like because you work for yourself. Like my husband is a subcontractor. Right. Which yeah. is why. You know, you maybe need to find a different dentist who yeah. offers a different in-office health insurance program. And, I did. I found one. So. But it's like, why not just find the answer now? But be like, yep, teeth might fall out. And we're just going to figure out exactly what the plan's going to be when that happens. You no, know, that's what my husband says. I think it's maybe because I'm like, I want to keep my teeth, but. He's like, you know, we're probably just going to have to get you like the, uh, not the dentures, the other thing, you know, they call like your friend has. So. Yeah. 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 The veneers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But it's like, just be like, yep. And we're totally just going to figure it out right now. And then when it happens, we're just going to like press play on that whole plan. <laughs> and then anytime that you're like, oh, my teeth are loose. You can be like, and I know, I know exactly what I'm going to do when they fall out. And then they won't be loose anymore. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you figure out with this. You have to come well, back and tell us. I'll tell you one thing that I really appreciate learning about being compassionate to myself because I don't allow that a lot. Right. And I think. Because beating ourselves up feels so much better. Oh, I know. I, I like, I'm so good at it. And then I think because I am not compassionate towards myself, I'm not as compassionate as I can be to others. But because of this, I'm learning to do that more. So thank you so much. Isn't that such a beautiful thing to recognize? Yeah. Because that's truly what Christ teaches us to do, right? Love one another, have compassion toward each other. Thou shalt not judge. But yet well, we're think, constantly judging ourselves yeah. and others. And 
when we allow ourselves this gift of compassion, which you are doing the work, you are not me, you are, you're giving yourself this gift and it's going to bless you and everybody in your life. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's amazing. You're so good. (laughs) Thank you. You're so good. All right, guys. I'll see you back here Monday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. We have two brand new weeks of calls coming at you. No fear. You can watch all the replays on the podcast or my YouTube channel. And just so grateful to both of you today. Patricia, Teresa, for sharing with us, being vulnerable, having the courage to be honest with yourself and get coached. Love you guys. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, We can work on goals and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.